Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June, and I'm Christy Merson. We're bloody glad that you're here to catch catch up with us, and we can catch up with you because that's you know what we do at this joint. Thank isn't you. It? Yeah, thanks for joining us. Welcome mm. to your new week. Uh, this week we are very excited. Elena Dockick will be joining us uh, tomorrow. We had a, such a great chat with her, and really tried to focus on. I suppose what she's learnt from her past. Yelena Dokic is a, a tennis player, a champion, Australian champion. Yeah, former number four in the world. That has just uh, recently released a book called Unbreakable that tells the tale of the severe abuse that she had from her dad all of those years that we, I think, had a bit of an idea on the outside was going on. But obviously now releasing the book, everybody has a very clear idea mm. of what was going on. So brave and very... I think the reason that we I found her and that conversation inspiring is because she is looking forward. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she obviously had to get stuff out of her system, like tell this particular story, but then it's kind of like, all right, I'm, I can say goodbye to that now. Now I'm going to focus on the rest of my life. That will be up tomorrow. And then she'll also join us for the Posse podcast. And then, of course, we'll hit you with a 411 on Thursday where we give you our thoughts on all the things that the world is talking about that we give a shit about. So all different shows on the pod channel dropping each and every day. Yeah, if you subscribe, they'll just rock up on your phone. It's really that bloody simple. And you can listen to it whenever you want. Like you might be catching this on Monday, but you could do like – the Netflix vibe and then save up heaps of episodes and smash, you know, smash 10 in a row if you really like. Yeah, we're throwing in a bonus here and there as well. Uh, Today's episode is the catch-up where we talk about what's going on in our minds, something that we want to share with you from our our lives, our personal personal stories, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Today I want to talk about uh, my addiction to my mobile and how in the past it flares up at different points of my life Mm. and can sometimes give me, I guess, different... Not not the word symptoms. A different. Um, I get. I I pick up different bad habits from okay. when I go into real addiction holes. But I want to break down to you just how severe and serious this is. I've just I've got some research to share about how many of us are addicted. Oh God, and what everybody. The reality is going to look like in a few years if we continue the way we are. I also want to share on top of that that I think it's also given me this inability to separate myself from others and I'm just totally transfixed with comparing myself to people since my latest kind of hole. Okay, that's interesting. I'm just intrigued that you called it your mobile. What do you call it? (laughs) Phone. Who calls it a mobile these days? Well, I do have two phones. 
I'm thinking of bringing the burner back. Oh, shit. I was going to say I haven't heard you talk about the burner in ages. Mm. That's interesting. The burner is a flip phone with no internet access. Like Breaking Bad style, like she's actually a you know drug dealer or something. Yeah, only a few people have the number. I've got to find it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I actually brought it in last year. Because I'll call I it. It's so probably flat though, That's wouldn't a good it? Point. Yeah, yeah, I'll call it. Um, yeah, I'm one of the chosen few that have the number. Yeah. It took you a while to give it to me though. That's I'm just right. saying. That's right. Um, all right. Today I want to bring where I'm at in my headspace of dating right now and that is fighting off this severe, severe self-doubt when a guy that you're into isn't as into you back. As isn't as into you as yeah. you are into him. Yeah. Well, let's kick off. I Okay, so I went on a date. I went on a, I've been dating here and there. Someone messaged me on Insta the other day and they were like, can you give me tips because you seem to be nailing the Bumble thing? And I was like... <laughs> Wash like as as if I'm very new to this, but what, I do. And what would do you think someone would say nailing the bumble thing? I just think going on dates with like normal nice guys. Yeah, right. Because I have had conversations with other mates that are single, and they're like, "Fuck, bumble's so shit." Only meet weirdos. They're you know, and I'm like, every single experience, or every date that I've been on from, and there haven't been, I think probably four uh-huh. four bumble dates. Right, every single one of those dudes have been really good people, mm-hmm. like really great conversations, like funny, lovely, respectful. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't know whether that's – I don't know that that's nailing it, but so far I've had a really good experience with that. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I went on this uh, date with a guy a couple of weeks ago, right, and I really liked him. Like initially when I – as soon as I saw him, I had this like – nervy feeling in a way where I think my cheeks went like a little bit pink because when somebody's looking at you like really looking at you and asking you and using your name and like questioning I don't know I just felt this like not I wasn't wasn't saying I was intimidated but maybe I was I felt a bit challenged in a way Mm -hmm. because he was a bit older and I don't know there was an element of me wanting to impress him Mm -hmm. I think and so this date like I was I was impressed by him, so I think I was like, I want him to like me. And in being impressed, well, for me, I don't get impressed by hardly anyone. Yeah, and I was really impressed by him. Yeah, being impressed by someone is, I actually had that on one of my lists. I think it did make to my final list because I would make a list of the top 10 things I would want in a guy and that would change very um, dramatically over time. Like you date more and you yeah. you are able to then go, I don't actually think I need that, I need this more. Yeah. Um, and one of them towards the end is impressive. Yeah, and that's what I'm feeling at the moment. The, this guy, because the other dates or other people that I've seen or hooked up with, there was there's this element of me not kind of really being that challenged. Like I wasn't yeah. really impressed where yeah. I'm like, if you're we're having a conversation about something and I say, oh, I reckon this, and they're like, oh, yeah, me too about everything I'm yeah. like oh this is boring mm-hmm. like at the end of the date I was thinking I got this vibe where I was like I don't know that he's that keen on me like mm-hmm. I just and I had this element and you know how we were talking about on the podcast the other week where you were like since being single you feel and seem younger you're not putting up this front that you're trying to pretend that you're older I reckon I'm maybe I was doing that a bit on this date I reckon because I was a bit like you're older and you know all that I'm so open sometimes I'm like Am I too open? Because I'm very like, oh, you know, sharing, you know, he's like, so where are you at in life? But, you know, like having this conversation, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm trying to figure that out, you know, like, 
but then I think I backtracked a little bit and was like, oh, but I don't, you know, because in my mind I'm like, I don't want you to think that I don't have my shit sorted. But yeah. at the same time, I kind of am sorting my shit right well, now. you don't. Like, <laughs> I, that's so I really don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Like, what do I want? What am yeah. I doing? All this stuff. So and I'm I don't in- think as well that's an age thing. I think you just have moments in your life where that, and I think that makes you... If you can continue to have to have shit to sort out through the majority of your life, doesn't matter what age, that's so admirable because I think a lot of people get to a point where they're like, I've got my shit together and I'm never going to open up and say otherwise because I've hit a certain age. Yeah, because I I was very – he wasn't, but I was very open about like – yeah. Yeah, about that stuff, which is like it makes you vulnerable. Like, Well, you were open to an extent, yeah, right? So what did you say? What kind of sales <laughs> pitch did you give of your life in inverted commas that is together? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Just like, oh, my life, it's, it's terrifying right now not knowing what's going on, but I feel so liberated by it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, yeah. Every day I wake up and I do a cartwheel going, <laughs> wow. It could not, like some days it just could not be further from that. But I'm like, but I'm also loving it. Like I'm loving the openness, you know what I mean? And he's probably just like, what, bitch? Anyway. I.e. you lied. <laughs> You I lied. found myself telling a white lie. He said something about like having this sense of knowing his name. I feel so embarrassed about this. He said what? I haven't what, what? said this to anybody. He said something. About, <laughs> he said something about like his neighbour bringing his bitty or something like Can having you? a relationship like with his neighbour. I'm like, I. Flat out lied. <laughs> Hang on. So he said he's at a place in his life where he's friends with his neighbour. Is it that what he that said? It wasn't that intense, but it was like he said yeah. it off the cuff, something about having a neighbour or, you know, that he was friendly with his neighbour or yeah. whatever, something. I don't yeah, Some yeah. random shit. I don't even know. And yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah. Isn't it so great? You know, I'm finally to I swear I know my neighbours. And I just said Jim from down. <laughs> you yeah. made up a name. I am a sociopath. Am I a sociopath? I'm crying. I lied. I flat out lied. So you said, you. Jim. I said, oh, finally, yeah, I'm in a place too where I never used to know my neighbours. You know, you know, like you know what I was like. I'd hear Julie coming up the stairs, and I'd fucking piss bolt because I didn't want to talk to her. I had no interest in being caught in the hallway hearing her talk about her doTERRA. And to be fair, you know as much I mean? as you've changed, I don't think you've changed that much. You don't give I a say fuck. hello. And if Jim was real, you wouldn't care about him. <laughs> I made up like I legit was like, oh Jim, oh he's so helpful. He's <laughs> so Jim. What else does Jim do? <laughs> he straightened out my key the other day, which was true. But I flat out, I don't know his fucking name. I've said hello to him oh, once. You know so what I mean? So good. anyway, now I'm looking back, and a lot of this shit makes sense because the whole I feel topic. Like he's my match. I've the... become friends with my neighbour. She made me Anzac biscuits this week, and that is legit. <laughs> so. Now a lot of this shit is making sense, right? Because there was this whole thing like that. It's when I was at your house after the Coachella thing. I, I was checking my phone every seven seconds. So the date was what on a Saturday the night? Date, yeah, the date was good. Sunday. I was thinking this guy's not really that into me. He's thinking like I'm whatever. After, especially after the lie about the gym, the neighbor. But uh, then he pulled me in and kissed me. Like it was really nice. Like stayed over. I just, he I dropped him in his cut. You know, at his house the next day. Blah blah. He got my number. So I was just like, oh, that was a really good. And I'm like, he's like, 
obviously he'd be feeling that that was a really nice date, like you know, like because that was good. So all day I'm like, oh, thinking, waiting for the like, oh, so nice to meet you text, you know, <laughs> all day. All day. I think it got to like 9, p- like 9 p.m. And, and I got the, oh, it's lovely to, you know, lovely to meet you and some kind of personal joke from that night. So he did send something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But it was quite close. Like I was, and yeah, when and I wrote always, back. Anything, I reckon, anything 8 p.m., like past yeah, 8 yeah. p.m. is a polite gesture. No shit. Yeah, because he's a polite person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like eight, so, but Before 8 there's a level of interest. The, I reckon the later in the day, I reckon there's a point though, the later in the day, anything before two is probably, I don't know, Not I don't like to use the word too keen because I think if you're keen, you should be keen. Like it's not a bad thing. Mm. But 2 p.m., if you haven't, like if you're at about between two and five. Yeah, it was post then. It's very good. But then anywhere you're getting on five, six, seven, and I knew busy that. day, all that you could do. I knew that. Eight and I knew that. And the message that I wrote back that he responded to, like days, like it was very closed, whereas I was still quite, you know, asking, que- asking, yeah. que- asking a question or being like, set, made some funny little joke so that it, to be, you know, to see him again. And I was yeah. just getting donuts, getting nothing, right? Mm. And it's interesting this self dialogue around, like, this feeling of self-doubt that there were so many stories that I was telling myself to justify why he wasn't keen on me. Where I was like, I'm too young, it's that I shouldn't have lied, you know, I don't have my shit sorted. Like when you put on music on my phone, my I, I went so far, I was like, I have the Centrelink app on my phone. Like he would have seen that, how embarrassing. Yeah. You know, like maybe all of, all of this, all of these things as to why he didn't like me that much. Yeah. When at the core... What I was really doing was trying to protect myself from the from the harsh reality, which is I'm into him and he's not really that into me. But and that, that's okay. That, that comes from the same thing. He could have seen the, the Centrelink app or he could have picked up that Jim didn't exist. And I think the thing, yeah, the thing that is confronting is he doesn't have to like you. Exactly. Yeah. But this is a very new feeling for me. And mm. I know that that like, sounds like a bit of a, oh, you think everyone's in love with you. I don't. I just, for majority of my adult life, I've been in a relationship and being in the dating world for quite a short amount of time, like six months or whatever, the people that I've met and that I've gone on dates with, I think um, there's been an element maybe that I'm not ready or that I feel like I'm the one a bit more in control, kind mm. of going, probably not keeping people at an, an arm's length, but kind of, They'll be the one, the keen one to take, and I might take a few days to get back, or they maybe mm. will ask a question, and I will be like, right back a few days later, going, shit, sorry, miss, you know. So this is a, a new feeling for me, and it's confronting. Mm. I think when you go, um, you might like someone, and they don't like you back. I think the other thing is that's important to remember, and anyone that's listening that totally relates, is also in this space, it's so important to then not start dating down. And I don't believe in people like I don't believe that there is one one measure card what dating up and dating down is. I don't believe in the good looking scale. I don't even believe in a good looking scale of what well, how we compare ourselves to women. Like that person's hot, she's a model. I think everybody has their own version, their own glasses of what looks looks to be attractive mm. and what doesn't. Mm. So when it comes to dating down, I don't mean there is one particular measure. 
but dating down for what you are looking for. And it's so easy at this point where Mm. you start to feel really vulnerable because maybe you have started to think about being with someone that you haven't been with before, that you haven't seen before really up close and personal that challenges you that does all these things this guy might have presented and then it's so easy to get rejected by that and then continue yeah. to date people that are not just available that also feel achievable almost but that's I think and then so many girls settle because of that but I think that's where yeah that's where I've been mm. and I've been thinking about that where I'm like that really that it's hurt mm. the last couple of weeks it's felt really full-on mm. where I've gone you ask yourself all those questions what's wrong with me you mm. know like why doesn't he like me why isn't he writing back like you know you know and I sat there with my housemate and we were like thinking of all the possible reasons maybe he's got a kid maybe he's just come out of a relationship maybe and I looked to her at the end and I'm just like or oh, maybe he just wasn't that into me mm. but that to come to terms with it's I'd felt I have felt shit about it mm. and it's ridiculous because he's a stranger I don't know him and it's full on to feel your sense of self-worth so rocked by um by somebody that you don't really know. But it happens all the time, not just with dating, but there might be someone new that you meet at work that makes you feel like shit. Do you know what I mean? Like we all get rocked by stuff. I think dating more so than other parts for sure. But I think that's why I think dating and being single is by far the greatest achievement and the best lessons I ever learned and will probably ever learn about myself Mm. is because it is romantic. So you're constantly going in with quite an open heart. But I do think that there is also these lessons that can only be taught to you from these experiences, i.e. you're single and someone doesn't like you because your heart is never more open than when you're like this. And so it's kind of magical. I, I sit on the sidelines going it's all such a big self-discovery thing as opposed to it being about anyone's opinion or anyone's interest he has his list of 10 people oh sorry 10 things and you might the things that you um that you present to him is they might not be on there Mm. you know what I mean and so it's really quite simple and then how you feel from the steps afterwards is the lesson that's your personal lesson. It's oh, your I've gift. learned I've learned a lot from it. Yeah. That's for sure. Like yeah. just this ability to be honest with yourself. Yeah, like it's that. So that in itself is a full on thing. Because up till this point, it's like I'm single, I'm dating, whoa, and have been in this kind of seat of control in yeah. a way yeah. with the di- the guys that you date and the guys that you see, and it's felt. It, it, I wouldn't say it's felt easy, but it's felt fun. And this is one of the yeah. first times I'm like, this isn't very fun. Yeah, no, nah. And I reckon this is a really key really key moment for me to point out here this is the difference in these moments Mm. to meeting someone like Ben or meeting some average bloke that you still kind of stay with that you're unsure with because you push through so many people continue to then pull back don't do the self-work don't find the confidence to continue to be in scenarios where you feel uncomfortable you feel like they might not like you. I'm not saying every single date you put yourself in that you are not felt like you're enjoyed. But the point is mm. so many people would step back into their comfort zone I'm instead just, yeah, of I trying won't. to push themselves forward and learning from it. And I reckon every single time I continue to learn. But it's important for anyone listening, I think, mm. to kind of know I really think that that's a, de- a defining moment with how you play this. Mm. For yourself, not a game for dating, for yourself. Like 
you can lean back or you can lean in in the tricky part because this is a tricky part. It's not a nice feeling. Yeah, no, not at all. But you, look, I've even just as you say, knowing that you want to be with someone that challenges you, that in itself is a massive thing that I was like, oh, didn't I know didn't. That, yeah. I know I didn't. I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. Yeah. To this point. Yeah. Mm. Jim. Who? Jim. Exactly my point. Jim, huh? you've forgotten already. What? Who's Jim? Because he doesn't exist. You made him up. <laughs> my neighbour. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right, thank you. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Sans, Sans Jim. Oh, no. Yeah, he doesn't exist. No, yeah. Uh, two hours and 51 minutes is the average time we spend on our phones every day from t- for 2017. And if you add that up, it um, works out to be, in total of your average lifespan, five years and four months of your life. Five years and four. Just actually looking at your phone. Yeah. So this isn't like phone calls. It's actually just... No, no. Sc- Scrolling your phone. Far out. So then to put that into perspective again, this study says that that is 36% more time than you spend eating and drinking. So eating and drinking, you survive. Oh, my God, really? That's like you don't even spend, well, what that would be, you'd spend maybe three, three and a bit years eating and drinking, but you spend five years on your phone. And the reason I bring this up is because the last month I certainly have 
see myself and I notice my signs where I go really deep into my phone and I also happen to use it as a protection barrier we have done this on the show I think on our radio show though before where I spoke about the fact that I I could feel myself when I was in my more insecure introverted stages and Mm. I am an introvert extrovert so I do really need to go within at times and I get very shy and very nervous and uncomfortable at times and that's even around my own partner you know I'm talking like proper need to go within in myself and my phone has been a real tool to do that and it's not a healthy tool I know it and the out I guess the the outside or the the result of that I should say has been a new thing that I've I've caught from it Mm. and I it's I've never really experienced it probably the last time I experienced it was high school that's how far along and that is that from this Instagram addiction and it is really particularly Instagram that I get really hooked to um is that I have really in the last month heavily sat in comparing myself to people and I've never been yeah, I'm that surprised. I'm surprised adult. to hear you say that. So when you say comparing yourself to people, is it because when I've done this in the past, it's been body stuff. And that's when years ago you were like, just del- why are you following these fitness people? Mm. Or why are you following these like healthy blog? And then feeling like shit that you don't have a, mm. an eight pack. Mm. Is, are there signs, are there things that you're looking at comparing in particular? Is it job stuff? Is it f- fitness? Is it I relationships? Really, I find myself being a bit – and it's really subtle. It's not like I'm mm. sitting there going, she's better than me or he's doing better than me. It's not that. Mm. Even though I think underlying some of it is about that, I think it's just really subtle in that I've become a little bit critical of people and ah. I never really used to worry about what anyone else was doing because it – never really affected me because I didn't compare myself to others. But I think it's played out that I've got a little bit more to say about stuff. So critical of other people like, you, well, you're an idiot or why are you posting that or what kind that of, kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I think underlying it's me questioning what they're doing right. to be strong in their life yeah. that's then bringing it back to what I'm doing essentially or how I might not be doing something mm, better As yet. a bit of a cover to feel good kind about of. about the bad. Yeah, so it's really yeah. kind of spiralled and I've had to kind of dissect you've it worked, a bit I was going to say you've worked through it. Well, I have because I've just fucking stopped doing it. Like the second I bring up a thought in my head about something I've seen, I just shut it down. Mm. Like, and Because it also gives you this ability to distract yourself from your life. And I think that's what my addiction to my phone does. And I don't take this lightly because, you know, it's interesting. I've done some research about, um, you know, the effects and, and the real big issues that we have around phone addiction. And one of the big points that I, I, I kind of discovered, which was very confronting for me, was that smartphones and slot machines, i.e. pokey machines, are very are very kind of um, psychologically connected. So it says here that... That, that sense of reward, instant, yeah, that gratification. Yeah, psychologists stuff. have a term for that, ir- that irresistible feeling of unpredictability. It's intermittent reward. Mm. Exactly right. And other common devices that encourage addictive behaviours by preying on that sense that something mm. exciting could happen at any moment are pokey machines. Yeah. And that is what Instagram does to us. So Instagram kind of hooks us in by only showing us likes when we first get there 
So then it gives you and so you have to go on Instagram yeah. to be able to get that hit. Yeah. But then you get a hit of positivity so you don't leave, you stay. Oh. So it's like say you walk into a poker machine, you get a hit fairly early on. And then that's going to keep you putting money in. It's kind of the same with Insta. You're either thinking about what is another post I could do to get other hits or, Mm. you know, you're scrolling to see what other people's are. And I have – addiction is rife in my family. Mm. It is across all the boards, you name it, all kinds of different addictions play out in different ways because, as I've said, I've always got a belief that – the core of addiction stems from a root and then you pick your poison. Yeah, it comes isn't out. the thing itself. That's right. Isn't and just booze or so isn't it, just drugs. It's yeah. concerning to me, you mm. know, that I have my own version of it and it plays out this way. It certainly definitely flares up at times where I am feeling more volatile and, and vulnerable and not in my greatest mm. self, especially when I've got probably a little bit more of my own time because we're working from my house and also I'm doing a lot more work on my own, mm. which I haven't done in the past. And so there's just, yeah, it's been a bit of a unsettling realisation that I am glad I'm on top of, but I'm still in the process of now putting in some boundaries to kind of pull back. I think there are so many people listening to this that could relate. And mm. it, it it is interesting. I think it's a good thing that you've raised to ask yourself if you're looking for that hit more or if you're scrolling on Insta more or if you're, you know, on Bumble, whatever it is, like you're on your phone yeah, more, why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah, because I because know in myself that there's always something I'm either avoiding or – or I'm, I'm kind of not. I'm not. I'm just in a place where I don't want to address something. Yeah, you know? I'm the same. I've I've been like looking on Bumble, swiping right and left more, and I've only just realised this uh, the last couple of weeks after that guy that I was just telling mm. you about because I want to gain this sense of control over going yeah, yes yeah, to yeah. you, no to you, no thank you. Yeah. Because yeah, I've re- yeah, oh, that's just clicked then. But a mate told me the other day about the way Apple changed. So you know when you get a text message. Mm. You don't look at your phone. You'll get another ding, you know, whatever, two minutes later. Yeah, yeah. It's like there was a change because psychologically we want to feel like there's more going on, like that even though it's Mm. one single text message, you're getting reminded twice so you're feeling this dopamine hit of, oh, who could it be or who wants to reach out to me or Or why am I so needed? Or who else? Yeah, you know, and there's not actually anybody else. Because it only, the one text. but it yeah. only ever used to be one ding. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's two. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Um, this particular article speaks about how the first thing you can do is to, and I've done this. I haven't. I've done definitely done it with Instagram. Haven't done it with everything, which is to take your notifications off. Oh yeah, I do that. I don't have all of them. If you've still got notifications on your phone you like I already find it hard as it is and I don't have them I don't know how you are surviving out there a few of the other things that you need to kind of keep in mind that are probably not as funny as what we've sold particularly fubbing which is obviously a word now used for phone snubbing so i.e you are casually like checking texts you are having a catch-up with a friend but you are on your phone And it is interesting because I think, again, I go through really different phases with this where I really am quite, I could be real a big fubber, like really rude. Mm. And then there's other times where I'm really disciplined. I don't have a good balance with it. So that one that I think we kind of laugh at is probably not something 
to laugh at as much because I think that's another way it plays out. The other thing that this um, article speaks about, which I found really important for me, is also to just lay off yourself a bit. Mm. I know that I get really, when I'm like this, I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, Mm. I'm I'm so harsh on myself. But it says social media apps are designed to hook you, you know. So like you're kind of always going for your phone, you refresh media, like your social media, then you're going back and checking again. The truth is nearly every single app on your phone has been you know, p- precisely engineered to produce these responses by you. So, oh, we're victims yeah, for sure. Instagram has created code, and this is what this article says, that deliberately holds back on showing users new likes, like I said before, so that it can deliver a bunch of them in a sudden rush at the most effective moment, meaning the moment at which seeing new likes will discourage you from closing the app. That's so full So on. they've had a sit down with psychologists. Like they sit there and try and figure out how to Fuck you. Steve Jobs, um, Zuckerberg, the whole lot, their kids don't have technology. And that don't they? has got to be concerning. Nah. Really? Like so many of the techs and the developers have come out really publicly and said that my kids don't have phones. My kids aren't it's allowed so, on the internet. Like what the fuck is that about? How terrifying is it when you see a kid and that like, uh, like one year old and they're swiping? Like they've got a thing. I saw this at my mate's wedding. There was a little baby. It wasn't even two. And because it's used to its mum, you know, taking selfies and, you know, a phone, mm. It like the phone wasn't even on, but it knew the action of mm. using your finger to, to, to swipe up. To get to the camera up. a bit, yeah. Yeah, it knew. Well, like, Harvey watches bananas and if I text message or someone text message, he swipes it off. Like that's if what he I mean. get out of the yeah. way. It's, it's, I'm like, I beg your freaking it'd, pardon. It'd just be so... Different. It's going to be so different for our kids mm. and that generation of growing up because there was still an element of us being able to tap out, mm. and I, I just think we can't, we can't now, and well, kids can't now. Well, I think the biggest thing for me, especially thinking about heading into that phase of my life, is I need to improve this because I see with my godson that the reason he wants the phone so much is because he watches his mum and dad on the phone mm. so much. I know that I am not a person that has ever really to date uh, compared myself to other people. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. It makes me a bit sad because I don't even know why I'm getting emotional. It makes me sad because it's something I really pride myself on. Mm. I actually have worked really hard to not, especially when we were out in the sticks, like, you know, just by yourself trying to, you're very ambitious and. You're just constantly around, like it's especially as chicks as well, you're constantly compared, you know, mm. everywhere you're forced to compare. And I work so hard in keeping my eyes in my own lane. Mm. I wasn't a big, I've never been a massive gossiper. I tried so hard to not read like, you know, radio rags or different things. Like I really was just so focused on doing my own thing. And at times that was really hard because people would try and bring me down. As more successful I got, you know, there were people around us that certainly threw things my way, you know, Mm. because I was very focused in my own lane and that threatens a lot of people Mm. too. So I've just always been very proud of that. So to kind of find yourself in this new place, which everything feels very new this year, where you're not, you're not thriving in that. Mm. Something that I guess I really was proud of myself and define myself as is pretty hard to swallow. Yeah, but I think like you said, it comes... It comes in and out. It yeah. comes in waves. And in to take some of your own advice, you can't be you can't be hard on yourself and, mm. and add another layer. Like just because you're comparing yourself right now, because 
things feel raw and new and you you feel vulnerable mm. doesn't mean that you've lost that ability to stay in your own lane forever. No. Like there'll be this little waiver where you're like, fuck, I'm keep constantly doing this thing. And then in six months time, you'll be like back to where you were. Yeah. Like we can't be so hard on ourselves and be defined by having to be good at certain things so that means we have to be good at them forever. forever. Yeah. You can be a really good partner, a really good friend, a really, you know, a talented muser or whatever, like whatever it is, but you still have to allow yourself the ability to kind of be a shitmate sometimes mm. or a shit girlfriend sometimes mm. or not the person that has all of the answers and is totally, you know, self-motivated and and um, not looking and comparing it yourself, uh, you know yourself to other people. Like, there'll it, be times where you come in and yeah, out of that. But it has motivated me because I'll be like, I'll be fucking damned if a phone is gonna make change my actual person. And that's why I shared it today because I'm like, just be really aware, you know, it's, because you're far out. That's a stupid device. It's not gonna control no, me. No, but it's good that you've almost got the phone to flag it because mm. if it wasn't the phone with the self comparison thing it's not as tangible for you to go oh shit i am comparing myself look at me on instagram like if it was just you in your mind having this self dialogue it's not as easy to pick up mm. you know you might just be like i just feel a bit shit but the fact that you've got you're doing a physical action of scrolling and comparing mm. you can actually go oh hey this is something that i'm doing in life comparing well, myself right well, now. Well, it's ended up being a bookmark, you know. It's mm. kind of like the, the the straw that has broke the camel's back a bit. Like I'm kind of like, did I get that right or? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, where I just was like You're I've so had a lot of sayings now. self-doubt along the way and then this is like, hang on, it was the wake up. I'm like, that's not who mm. I am. Like mm. I know myself and I know i got to get back to that. Like i got to get back on track. Anyway, I hope that um, you guys have taken something from mm, this, whichever way, whichever way you sit, whichever place you are in your life. Yelena Dockick joins us on tomorrow's show, so we'll get going so we can... Nah, we've already recorded Nah, it. we've already done Nothing. that. We're not, we're not going to lie to you here. Nothing's going to no change. Lies. Not like old mate. No, not, not like, like date night. Not Jim. Not like Jim. And here I am sitting wondering why he hasn't called, you know what I mean? <laughs> Lol. We learned so much about it. Penny things. drop. Um, yeah, we'll catch you tomorrow with the chat with Yelena. Yes, please. If you do like this show and somebody is on their phone too much and they're fubbing you at the moment or perhaps they are a person that's gone on a few dates and feeling a bit deflated, let them know. Just kind of give them a bit of a love tap and let them know they might like this episode. Um, We love it when you subscribe and leave some ratings. They're very helpful to us as well. So please keep that up. We we see everything you're doing and we are very, very grateful. We love you, our posse. Bye. Chat to you tomorrow. Bye. Fave time of the week is that is when we get to go live with you, our posse, and chat about whatever you guys want. We absolutely love going live on Facebook, but you'll only get notified that we're online if you follow us, the Thinker Girls, on Facebook. Yeah, we get to say hello to you, give you guys an update on hashtag our lives, and answer the questions that you've been dying to ask us. So once a week, make sure that you hang in on the Thinker Girls Facebook page to find out when you can find us. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.